ghetto, the backyard, the yard. I sell it with one whip. It's off the hard. I'm the neighborhood pusher. Call me What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Waco, Temple, Colleen, people up in the Shaw City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You are tuning into the Thursday edition of the Sports Grind presented by Dos Equis, Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, Bartlett spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. All right. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call, you can parlay that over to today. And anything that we we're discussing today on the docket if you want to weigh in just give us a call we just ask you to be patient during the long breaks and the long segments and we'll get to those phone calls accordingly also if you need to reach out to me or follow me on twitter it is at sports grind and also if you want to stream the show live and leave comments throughout the show you can go to the uh business sports grind entertainment page of facebook or you can go to my personal page on Facebook and you can leave comments and I'm going to see them. I'll act to them in real time while we're on air. If I don't, then I'll try to respond to them later on. And if you ever miss any of the shows live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the daily podcast every day. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Ms. Clark? Ready to rock and roll? All right. So it is Thursday. And I'm down in my white tee. First of all, I think it was just, I've always thought it's just been dumb. Whoever came up with the rule that you can't wear all white past Labor Day. And I honestly, I think we're kind of I don't past think it's that. all white. I think it's white in general, right? Just in general, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, I got all white on the day in regards to shorts and t-shirt. But it, I just thought it was just dumb. But I looked at myself in the mirror and I thought about that. I'm like, oh, it's past Labor Day. Who cares? I really think that we're kind of past that anyway. But anyway, never understood it. But besides that, we got some other things going on. Of course, we've got a mega matchup tonight in the daunting AFC West. It's a showdown. Round one between the L.A. Chargers and the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, we will definitely start there in a few minutes. Uh, definitely have some thoughts on this game. It's a monster game. Um, both teams are going in with some guys out, but this is a monster one. I mean, it's the first time on Prime, Amazon Prime. And everybody's listening to the show for a while. You know I love Bezos, but I don't know if I like this. I mean, I know I, we talked about it when they announced it was going to happen, but now it's here. You know, my question is, is this really going to be a success? Is it a pain in the ass? And is this the future where we're going to the National Football League? But we'll get into that here soon. Also, um, we got WNBA finals tonight. Uh, game three. Aces will try to clinch and close out tonight. The Connecticut will try to claw, claw back into the series. And once again... The WNBA and scheduling, they have really dropped the ball. They really dropped the ball with the with the ladies this this time around. I mean, and it sucks too because honestly, somebody like me that really for years didn't really pay attention to the WNBA until maybe we got to this point. But I've been saying and preaching the quality of basketball has gotten a lot better. There's a generation of women that are coming up. I mean, I've heard Becky talk about it in general that some of these women athletes are doing things that honestly, you know, people from her era, ladies from her era and stuff couldn't really do. So the game is just better and and the crowd i talked about it yesterday the vegas aces crowd is really into this and it just sucks when you're still trying to market the game and grow the game and you've got a quality series going on i mean even though vegas is shown as the better team these have been decent games 
and you're trying to schedule it on Thursday. I mean, first off, you schedule on open Sunday on week one, the NFL smack dab in the day. Okay. Maybe I can see, you know, Sunday evening, if you have to, you know, six o'clock start, maybe get ready, you know, an hour before the Sunday night game, Dallas and Tampa, I get it a smack dab at two o'clock. And then you schedule game three on Thursday night, really the kickoff of a legit Thursday night football. Just a bad job of scheduling. And I and I don't really want to hear any excuses because at the end of the day, we've come off of COVID in 2020 and when we saw schedules changed because they had to around like that. Bad. They dropped the ball. Speaking of that, their big brothers, the NBA, meant to get to this yesterday, but we ran out of time. Uh, but the decision with Adam Silva um, – his decision that came down in regards to, which we touched on a little bit, but the penalty and the fines of the son's owner, okay, the one-year suspension, $10 million fine. Well, that didn't sit too well with LeBron James. And honestly, it's like, you know, can you blame him? Uh, you know, I know that, you know, I don't have exact of his words, what he said, but just to disappoint what you got, Jonas. Well, I do have his exact okay, words. Well, give them to uh, us then. LeBron James tweeting okay. uh, yesterday, read through the Sarver stories and a few times now. I got to be honest. Our league definitely got this wrong. I don't need to explain why. Y'all read the stories and uh, y'all read the stories and decide for yourself. I said it before and I'm going to say it again. There's no place in the league for that kind of behavior. I love this league and I deeply respect our leadership, but this isn't right. There's no place for misogyny, sexism, and racism in any workplace. Doesn't matter if you own the team or play for the team. We hold our league up as an example of our values, and and uh, this ain't it. Um, look, you know, yesterday I wanted to touch on this part. Um, that I thought with the decision that came down that the league and the NBA was really putting, especially the African-American players on the Suns in a tough spot, basically leaving it up to them to sit there and go against this, protest, raise more hell about it. Now, look, I looked at pretty much Adam's press conference yesterday, and I've said for years on this show that I believe Adam is batting a 1,000. Uh, in the NBA on some tough decisions. This, The irony of this to me is the fact that Adam, his first biggest decision that he had to make on his watch when David Stern just handed him the baton was the Donald Sterling situation, which that was just straight into the frying pan. And he handled it well. And, and it starts to think to me is like, okay, at that time, you knew what the league was made up of. You knew that pretty much what the negative and the positive is what the players viewed about David Stern. Was that a situation where you're like, look, I'm going all in to gain support from the players because he did the way he handled that and the way he spoke. I'm not going to go total 180 compared to this press conference, but it is a little bit and it might not be night and day, but it's dusk to dawn. It's dusk right there because it, to me, it's one of the 
most confusing and weakest explanations that I've heard Adam ever give to anything that's controversial, no matter what it is. I mean, to sit there, and I did bring it up yesterday, to sit there and say, hey, it's severe enough to go ahead and fine this man $10 million and suspend him for a year. But again, the reason why this is different, because he was asked straight up, the reason why this is different from the Donald Sterling, because all the, all, you know, after our investigation, even though he said these things, we found out that this was not with ill, racist, or homophobic intent. That didn't, that makes no sense. I mean, that lets me know right there that, and I said it yesterday, like, what? Now, there's some things Adam said is true that I think the masses, and LeBron knows this, LeBron runs a corporation, he knows this. But what people have to realize is kind of what Adam was saying, that some truth to what he's saying is like, look, this is different than a player or a GM, or a head of scout, a coach, assistant coach, to make comments like this, and then have them fired and get and get rid of. It's different when you're owning, he's not an employee. Now that part, I can understand. He goes, there's a lot of things that go into owning an NBA team, and there's a lot of layers to that, to where it's like, look, he's not an employee that we can just say, hey, you're done. You know, now Adam was straight on that, and I can see what he said. So there's other layers to that. But the explanation when he was asked straight up, I'm not buying it. And, you know, this comes on the heels. Never got in that time to get on this because we've been football season. Okay, got long-ass breaks, a lot of advertisers. Nothing wrong with that. No, it pissed some of y'all off, but, hey, come on, not, not me, you know. We also have long-ass um, segments. Yeah, true. You know, John's trying to defend his decision. But this is the deal, Okay. I this is coming off of me watching the Donahue Netflix thing. And my opinion on that after watching that is like this. I, I knew some of that. I definitely learned. I knew I felt about David Stern in a way that I felt about him. And I think that documentary showed me how powerful still. I mean, we know the NFL is king. Like I was telling AC the other day, there's nobody like when 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 last Thursday kicked off, Rams, Bills, social media every day. Hey, it's football Thursday. It's football Thursday. When NBA MLB starts, it's not the same. It's not even close to the same buzz. From female, male, black, white, Hispanic, Chinese, it don't matter. So we know NFL's king, but NBA is pretty powerful too because in that documentary, it what I do believe. If you haven't watched it, you need to go watch it is that I do believe David Stern is the one that leaked, that really leaked the information in regards to the way Donahue was handled to the media because there was going to be a inside investigation. They were gonna pretty much make Donahue an informant. But David Stern knew that if we went to trial and pretty much Donnie said, hey, there, I mean, there was 30 other, at least minimum, I think between 30, 50 other officials and other employees interviewed that there were violations. They were at casinos. They were not supposed to be. They were sports betting on other sports they were going to be. Scott Foster, which I've always thought he, he looked shady in a $2 bill, too. He was the only one that really pinpointed because there was so much phone documentary or documents between conversation between him and Donnie. But my point of this is, yes, I believe David Stern leaked it because they were going to make Donnie. And he knew it, too. They were going to make him the road dog because there is no way he could have went to trial and have all this come out about NBA officials. This well, this official actually did bet on a game before Don. That would have killed the NBA. 
And what was also fishy is David Stern did that multi-billion dollar TV contract right before this whole came out, before it leaked out about Donnie. Who was his right-hand man? Who was his right-hand man at the time? That's right, Adam. To me, these are two different situations, but my point that I'm getting to is that the first of all, the reason why I believe that they treated this way with the $10 million final year suspensions, because first of all, the difference between him and Donald Sterling is Donald Sterling didn't have really any allies to his other partners, owners. He didn't have no people looking. At, they wanted him gone for a while. He wasn't spending money with the Clippers. The Clippers was an embarrassment. There was always rumors of him having racial comments and stuff. Elgin Baylor and the, and, and the, or the, the whole deal. When this went down, that chick who set him up and who, for hell of all we know, the NBA could have sent in to set his ass up to get him out of there. Hey, in these days and times, it's been a long time. It's been a while since that happened, but you can't throw anything out, out, out the window. That is different because nobody was wanting to run to his aid. He didn't have enough allies, probably didn't even have enough capital as this guy right here owns the Suns. So the reason why I bring that up is because, hey, man, he made a mistake. But it's no need to try to go and kick him out of the fraternity. This story is just getting started. Because I believe that the NBA, you can't sit there leading the charge before NFL, before MLB, Black Lives Matter. You don't have to do what you will do what you want for the anthem. Put it on the court doing that. Hey, we're walking out. We're not playing this playoff game. Everything that Adam and the league has back, has backed the players in the NBA, you can't just sweep this under the rug and be like, hey, man, he's bad. He's going to go away for a year. We hit him for $10 million. No. That, this story is just getting started. I don't know the solutions of it. I don't know. I haven't studied enough in depth in the investigations. I've seen some of what's come out. I'm not here to judge whether you lose the team or not. All I'm telling you, I didn't like the explanation Adam gave. I think this is they're, they're getting off the hook because we're in this we're in the very early stages of football that's just kicking out NFL and college. They don't report to training camp until next month, uh, later on this month. And but this story is just getting started, I believe. What do you got, Jonas? Well, there is the other side of this too, to, to where uh, Sarver isn't just the owner of the Suns. Uh -huh. Phoenix Mercury as well. Yeah, a WNBA team. On their Twitter the other day, they had they shared a lengthy statement, and coming from the PR office of the team, Robert Sarver is also taking. They're putting this in their statement. Robert Sarver is also taking responsibility for his actions. He rec recognizes at times during his 18 years of ownership, his conduct did not reflect his or the Suns' values, and it was inconsistent with the advancements of uh, advancements the management team has taken. With Robert's full support, we are proud of the progress we've made. We've already made, and moving forward, our organization will continue to build a best-in-class workplace. Uh, no. So that's coming from the team. You have Chris Paul tweeting out last yeah. night after LeBron James. Yeah, Chris Paul. And, you know, the crazy thing about him, too, I said about Adam, the crazy thing, the irony thing about Chris Paul, he was on the Clippers when this went out with Donald Sterling. Think about that's that. That's a great point. He, he, he was on the Clippers when this went down. Now he's on the Suns. And not only that, he's had pretty much the same title. He's like the head of the PA of the players. He's, he's You know, he's a personnel player rep. So, you, yeah, I understand. But, you know, I noticed, too, though, Chris didn't come out of guns ablazing as much as LeBron. Because Chris said, at the end of the day, he do sign my checks. I do got like $100 million over there. So, let me just say, 
And trust me, not saying that's what Chris is doing, but we got brothers in our culture that would do that. Flash a little money in their face and they tap dance and, and, and pretty much sell out. So to me, tap dance. Hey, man. I'm not. I'm not saying that's what Chris did. I mean, he he spoke up. I mean, there's a lot of players that's not in Chris's power that's on the Suns that couldn't even send that tweet out without being worried are they going to be traded or they going to be because at the end of the day this guy owns the team. And let me tell you, I don't know exactly verbatim what he said, but there's a lot of owners in NFL, NBA, MLB that talk that way. It's just do it. Where's the smoking gun? Is it are you going to get caught or not? That's all it is. That's just what it comes down to. So a lot of these players ain't really that shocked, but none of them really have even what Chris Paul could even tweet it out to be comfortable with that. And even Chris Walt, Chris Paul, because he is a head of players rep, but also because he plays with the Suns, he kind of had to proceed with caution. It's a sensitive subject, but at the end of the day, that's what I'm saying. Adam's not going to be able to just sweep this one across the, you know, to sweep it up. Also, yeah, but I'm not saying Chris Paul tamped down. I'm just saying, you know, son will. I mean, damn, you think I'm calling him Sambo or something. But look, also, but when we get back, college, you know, tomorrow we're going to get into college preview. There's a couple games that there's a game out there that I'm definitely going to have a radar on. And don't forget tomorrow we debut the 2022 foundation picks here on the sports grind. We'll be getting into those games and giving y'all some uh, games, get to spread. Take that very seriously for the new listeners that haven't experienced that yet. But when we get back, we're going to talk about this monster game in the AFC West. And this is why I believe everything Kansas City's done. Is about this game tonight, and I'll explain that when we get back. You listen to the Sports Grind presented by Dosecchi's broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing. We'll be back. Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail, like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients, just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang, always bold, always ready. Go to zingzang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to ChooseTiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Listen up, San Antonio and Austin. Let me tell you about Stoli Vodka, our new partner. Handcrafted in Latvia, the award-winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century-old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. Uncompromising spirit is the kind of belief that turns players into icons. 100% grain-to-glass Stoli Vodka's starting lineup includes the iconic premium cucumber, vanilla, raspberry, and blueberry. If you want to learn more, visit Stoli.com. Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the sports crime. 
Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, presented by Dos Equis. Broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing Bartlett Spin the One and Twos, 1 800 707 976 is your number. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Stoli Vodka, established in 1938. It's handcrafted in Latvia. The award winning Stoli Vodka has held the bar high for quality, combining innovation with century old traditions to create something both refreshingly modern and exceptionally classic. That is Stoli Vodka, official sponsor of the Sports Grind, and you can pick up Stoli vodka at a specs near you as well also okay so yeah so you can react to that oh that's my feeling on the nba situation with the sun's owner and how that is uh shaping up but you can go ahead and comment to that but also uh there's some other things there's some off the field nfl college i'm going to get into some previews our dosecki's college weekend preview will be tomorrow um i can tell you right now uh one of the games that we'll get into tomorrow is uh byu in oregon and people are like Calvin, what are you talking about, man? Or you know, you got to ask it. Why is it a good game? Let me tell you why it's interesting. Because if you take a gander at BYU's schedule, and keep in mind, uh, BYU's already beat Baylor. Sorry, Waco, but they did. And Baylor was number nine. BYU has a path to get in this thing. They, I believe that if they can win some games based off of who they've got on their schedule or who they still got down the road, they could be last year's Cincinnati Bearcats. It's just Th- tough enough. Yeah, give me some yeah. of them ranks that you see is coming down. Because keep in mind, Baylor's already at number nine. They were number nine when they played them. Oregon is still ranked. They're I don't know 25 if they sh- this week. Okay, and then give me that. I, I forgot exactly who it was. There's two other opponents in the back end that's very interesting. Well, you've got Notre Dame on October 8th. And we'll mm, see what version of Notre yeah. Dame you get now, right? But Arkansas, that's cur- the one. Currently number ten. That's, that's the week the one. after Notre Dame. That's the one. Um, and then you have Stanford to close out the season. Will be an interesting that, contest. But th- yes, the Notre Dame is and you know they're trying to avoid the first zero and three start since I don't know when. But the bottom line is that Arkansas one because Arkansas looked a little bit better to me last weekend. Now you know I'm the one that's been hard on Arkansas. Like, hey, was everybody hard on Arkansas? I can see. I mean, they're the quarterback. They, they everybody love the quarterback. They can run. But that game right there and BYU, I love their coach. I mean, that's why I knew that was going to be a tough one for Baylor to go into there, and especially a night game down there in BYU country. Uh, but definitely we'll get into some other college uh, games. The other news before we dive into this Thursday night game today, Roger Federer, uh, one of the tennis goats, announced his retirement um, that he's going to be retiring. I guess there's this tournament coming up. Um, one of the smaller ones. I forgot the name of it. But he said he's going to call it quits after that. Now, first off, this isn't the same to me as a like a jolt like Serena's. Because if you follow tennis, and even if you've been casual by a guy, you know, and I, and I consider myself one of the casual by guys. I mean, I know the game. I mean, I know about who's who and who's who. But 
It's not like I'm watching matches every day and paying attention to who's rankings, who's coming up. But I will tell you this, that the people that follow this even pass by, you've had the, you known that right. Hell, you might have thought he was already retired because you really don't see him. I mean, he's he's battled injuries. So it's not the same jolt as Serena. Um, also, you know, it's one of those situations to where I don't, I mean, if I can't tell you and remember exactly what the tournament it is he said he's playing and he's done in, that should let you know that you shouldn't be calling it. Now, he's a grown man. He is his, it's his career. He can do what he wants. But in my opinion, you should be saying, hey, after all England club in Wimbledon, thoughts out to the queen, I'll call it quits after Wimbledon. Give us one more show at Wimbledon. I mean, what the hell? I mean, he has to be in some bad shape or really just say, hey, man, I don't have it. I'm not getting ready what it takes to get ready to play Wimbledon. I'm going to play this little tournament here and say deuces. And you know what? Honestly, all joking aside, Serena probably pushed him over the edge. Not by conversation. Not like they had a conversation, just by action. Roger thinking like, well, damn. If she can walk away just one from the record, what the hell am I doing? And then the doll went out and did a pump fist one down. Because I got, because the doll, that's what he, I mean, look. Let me tell you something. Got to remember that I'm on, I'm not on XM radio. Not yet, by the way. So I got to keep in mind FCC. But let me tell you something. Nadal, want to say something else. But there's women. There's a yacht. And he works out. And hits. That's all he does. And that's the reason why I think with Federer, with his injuries. Because Nadal's had some injuries too now. Without a doubt, I think Federer's going to go. But it's not the same jolt as Serena. And I'm eager to see. Is it, and, it, and with the tournament it is, it's not going to be that same. Like, hey, man, I got to get out there for that last one. Now, like, T. Weezy might show up. Tiger might show up because they're Nike buddies and they're really close. He might be there. But I don't think nothing on the level of what you saw with Serena. I've never seen that. I've seen Martina play her last match. I've seen Monica Sellis Player last match. I mean, Monica was never the same after she tried to get stabbed by scissors in the French Open. I've seen a Steffi grab. I've seen her player last. I've never seen a moment or the type of people that want to come out and witness that. That's a lot of props to Serena. But so we've got that going on. You want to add something before we jump into the well? Yeah, really football? quick. So it's the for giving any pronunciation overseas mm-hmm. or something. The Laver Cup, L A V E R, Laver Cup. It's going to be at the O2 Arena in London. I wonder if that's labor, but go ahead because Rod Labor. Oh, there you go. To, yeah, and then I, I would labor. say it's labor at that okay, point. But that's going to be next weekend, of course. Mm-hmm. And he goes out with a 1,251 win to 275 loss record with 103 titles, mm-hmm. according to the ATP. You know what probably the odds would have been future of in a time period of any time the scale of this show of me correcting you on grammar instead of right. You know, you could probably got that at plus like 2000 and that yeah, just yeah. happened. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, let's jump into NFL tonight. Everybody. All right, man. No tennis talk. Whatever. He's retired. Let's get to the let's get to the NFL. All right, man. This is a mega one. Best division of football. Round one. Chargers. Kansas City. This is very intriguing to me because I feel that this is the first test of chapter that we get to find out 
what Kansas City's plan was. And and I think I know what their plan was because they showed it to us. They showed it to us in week one in the toaster, but I just don't know how booty juice Arizona is. We're going to find out because they play the Raiders. Okay? And I can tell you right now, that game probably is going to debut on the foundation picks tomorrow. I'm taking a gander at that already. But the deal is this. We're going to find out if the decision they made and this is why, and I believe it's for this particular type of game and this opponent and the way this opponent's going to play. When, when Kansas City started having problems toward the end of the year before last and then going in, you, I was on this kick. See, I'm talking different about them this year than I was last year. Last year, I was kind of like, hey, man, they're going to struggle. You know, the days of beating everybody out, this and this, they're going to struggle. I remember what I said, and then you know what? They kind of did. They, I mean, they did. But then they morphed into a different type of team through the course of the season and more run. Because remember, Patrick was having a turnover problem last year. He was turning the ball over. And then Andy Reid ruled him in. But this is what I believe. What started giving and what started this struggle last year? When teams went two safeties high. This is what Kansas City's plan this offseason. This is the reason why I feel most likely that it probably was a decision, not more just money about Tyreek Hill, but philosophy and Andy Reid being the wizard that he is. I mean, all Andy, I told you about Nadal. All Andy does is basically sit up all night, eat, drink something, and draw up new plays and think about different stuff. So this is eating at a guy like Andy, like, look, and their GM's talking like, hey, man, you know what the market is? You know, I'm talking to Tyreek's agent, right? Yeah, man, what's going on? You know how much he's asking for, right? Yeah, well, you know what I've been thinking? What have you been thinking, Andy? Well, I've been thinking that basically this struggle of Patrick and this whole look that defense is giving, you know, we're circling on Tyreek and everything's about this two safety high. You know what we need to do? We need to spread it around. Just get what you can for him. We can get the first round, just get, yeah, are you sure about that? Yeah, man, let them go. I'm already working on something. This is the reason why, because the Chargers played them too safety high. Credit to Bill Belichick. Like I said, New England is about to be trash this season. But Bill Belichick is the GOAT, okay? Bill Belichick put the blueprint out on Kansas City in that division playoff game a few years ago. Two safety highway. I mean, the man put the blueprint out on the K-Gun in the Super Bowl. That defensive game plan is in the Hall of Fame. The GOAT. But they about to finish dead-ass last part in the AFC East. People going to freak out. See, I told you it was Tom. This guy's overrated. No. Just missed on a lot of picks. Look, man, this is the first test. This is round one. Because I believe that now this whole plan of letting Tyreek go, this whole plan of going out and getting Juju, drafting these young cats, and then getting another tight end and spreading this around, it's like, okay, now you got to And, you know, the, the head coach of Chargers, he talked about it on Wednesday. Hey, now you got to really, there's everybody. You got to try to guard everybody. I believe they're going to try to put it on display tonight. Now, the difference of it is the Chargers, they're supposed to be, based off of what they did in the offseason, they're supposed to be able to get home on the edges but i believe the two safety high look is the reason why andy reed told them to say hey man if he don't take that money let him walk i'm already working on something he's gonna have to take a lesser role anyway like next year anyway he's probably gonna be pissed off about that anyway so might as well just let him go 
And then people like myself, like, damn, they let Tyreek, oh, that's going to basically, that they're going to fill that one, which I believe that at some point, regardless how good this offense looks, there will be a game or two, and it probably won't show up until the playoffs. There will be a game that not Tyreek Hill is alarming, but it's going to take some weeks for defenses to figure out what the hell this is going, because this is a different look. If you think about it, Andy Reid and Kansas City has morphed themselves into three different styles of football in the last two or three years. They're on their third installment. Now, if you ask me, what interest do I have tonight? Because they're both AFC West teams. I'm fine with the Chargers going 2-0 and in the division and going 2-0. and because I don't believe they can hold it. And then give Kansas City just stop some of this momentum. Because when they came out, I just want to see if see if the Chargers, the LA Chargers, can stop that momentum. See, like, hey, they, the Russians cut. They're not a machine. Get up, you son of a bitch. Mickey loves you. And if they can go ahead and give them that loss, Chargers ain't going to run away the division. Because I don't have faith in the coach, and I know matchups. I told you how it break down. Denver owns the Chargers in Hibbert. Kansas City owns Denver. Chargers have played Kansas City close. They went down in Arrowhead to show that they won there, can win there too. They basically, if you ask me in interest, I wouldn't mind. They got the work cut out for them, man. No Keenan Allen's going to be crucial. Um, you know, I know Kansas City's down on the corners. They better be ready because this is a different style of Kansas City team offensively approached than anybody's faced. And it's going to take probably, we're going to probably have to say trick or treat, Halloween, right before Halloween, before the rest of the teams get used to it. The teams that matter, the teams in the AFC that's on the schedule and the teams in the division. Not saying it's way better with it than out Tyreek Hill, but I'm just telling you, in my gut and my opinion, what my eyes can see, and I'll put all the evidence together, this was their plan. They were going to go. I think they were moving toward this with or without Tyreek Hill. So you might as well got a haul back for him and save some money. He dropped five of them last week. Five TV to five TDs, and there can't, and that's why me more of their story still to me more than the offense is the defense. If they're gonna play defense like they did last Sunday, just figure out where we play in the AFC Championship game, either in Orchard Park in Buffalo or Arrowhead. Because first of all, Kansas City's ass should be going to Orchard in the regular season anyway. That's a bunch of bull crap. That's a bunch of favoritism to the Golden Boy and Pat. I'm, just, I'm not hating. I'm just telling you what it is. There's no way they should be going the regular season. They should be going to Buffalo. Kansas City's been there, including uh, Buffalo's been down there, including playoffs twice the regular season. You're supposed to rotate that if you're going to make that the matchup. League don't schedule like they used to. 1-800-707-9760. Let's go to the phones. Uh, let's go to Dwayne. Dwayne, you're on the sports ground here on Ticket 760-1300 Zone and Fox South Central Texas Waco. What's going on? Yeah, what's going on, man? I, I would like to uh, apologize yesterday. My my real my uh, service was real bad, so I kept cutting in and out. So I probably was saying stuff, and I you know, and the lines got cut off because I couldn't really say what I had to say. So that's like one of the worst calls ever in history that I made. But to my point today, I see how you tried to be slick. I see how you tried to be slick and throw that in there. Oh, Dak. Oh, Dak thumb hurt. He ain't gonna be the same. See, I know you, Calvin. You already, you already trying to play Captain Saver Dak. You trying to play Captain Saver Dak already? When I called a few years ago and said this guy is under five hundred against, I mean, he's, yeah, he's under five hundred against teams over five hundred. He's like eighteen to twenty four against winning teams. 
He's horrible. He cannot get the job done. Let's go back to the playoffs last year. Dallas defense played above the, above their heads. Trust me, I watched every snap. They played above their heads and gave Dak every chance in the world to win this game. But he just not, could not make those accurate angle throws that elite quarterbacks do. Okay, okay, okay. You heard his thumb. He ain't gonna be the same. Okay, how did he look the first three quarters against Tampa Bay? The same old story. Everybody's gonna be Dak apologizing here. Captain Saber Dak. Calvin, you know, you know, you, you know, you my man. But uh, I got to call you to the front. Can we just please make stop making excuses for this dude, Dak Prescott? He is not an elite quarterback. He, you cannot to me unless he has a, a superb defense, a two thousand Ravens defense, or t- two thousand two Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. He cannot win a Super Bowl. And I'm gone on that note. All right, all right. Thanks for the phone call. Thanks for the passion, Dwayne. Uh, Captain Saber Dak, huh? Okay, Captain Saber Dak. Rather be that than Captain Sabo, but Captain Saber Dak. Look, man, Dwayne. Dwayne's been listening to this show for a while, man. He's got passion, but I'll tell you right now, if it sounds like that, everybody always has a problem with my delivery. I'm just, I'm not trying to make excuses for for him. Look, there's nothing that I love more in life and sports life than to be able to really give it to Dallas fans and the Dallas Cowboys. But at the end of the day, I'm a professional first, okay. And the reality of it is, is that the thumb is going to matter, okay? And the reality of it is, is that, and Dwayne's been listening to the show for a while, but I know he'll stay in tune, but I want him to stay in tune because the bottom line, I do believe that you can win a Super Bowl with Dak. I've never thought Dak was elite, but he, you don't need, look, and, and I don't know how old Dwayne is, but he probably, Jeff Hostella, Super Bowl champion. Mark Rippin, Super Bowl champion. Nick Foles, Super Bowl champion. You mean to tell me, and I know we're in a different era than some of the guys I named, but you mean to tell me that Dak, by the neck of I ain't got more upside and better than them? Dak can win a Super Bowl. It's about leadership and believing, and guys in that locker room believe. Why do you think Steven, Jerry, and Mike McCall, oh, man, we feel good. I mean, we got a special dog. They told us not that bad. We're just going to have the surgery for precaution. He might be back in two weeks because the whole building is down. The whole locker room, that, that's a leader. Stay tuned, Dwayne, because when if he, I don't know for sure, because they're going to be in competition with five, six teams, but if they get Sean Payton or somebody of a caliber that is a true offensive mind coach, that base, because this is what we're seeing right now. Let me just lay out the evidence before we go back into this game and go back to the phones here coming back from the next break. I'm going to tell you this right now. What the watch for me is on is them old Chevys that's in the league. Them old Chevelles. You know, my dad has an old Chevelle that he's been working on forever. It's passed down for his mom. He's been working on it forever. You know, sister's already claimed it in the will. But I'm like, what? Wait a minute. I mean, what's... But they got a new Chevy that's coming out this year. But my list is the old Chevys. And I mean the old coaches that their offensive system, they're trying to win games against somebody on PS6. And man, they running Tech Mobile offense. My, uh, Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore might be one. Frank Wright, that total in that Jacksonville game in, in, in Indy is total 44. They looked at the offense, old person's offense. It's these new Kevin Conley. All these new, this is where we're going. You better hope you're not a team that's stuck with them old Chevys as a coach. Listen to the sports grind presented by Dosecki's broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. We'll be back. 